Welcome to the Nino's Corner Podcast. This is beautiful. What is that, Velvet? Hosted by Nick, Nino's Corner Battle. Damn right. What's up, peeps? Nick Battle, a.k.a. Nino's Corner, man. Excuse the sound on these next few episodes, guys. As you guys know, I'm in the military. I just got orders, and I am moving from my house in D.C. to Connecticut here in the next couple days. So I don't have the mic that I usually record on and the interface and the amplifier and my computer. I am doing this from my phone, and I have to just get this message out to you guys. That's why I'm recording because I love recording this content, and I have a lot of people that listen to this, and I just got to get this information out to you guys. But today we're going to record and talk about two separate subjects. Um, they kind of relate to each other, but they don't. But they all kind of go into the same thing. But so the first topic is going to be Dabo Sweeney, the head coach for the Clemson Football Tigers, and some of the comments that he's made over here in the past week or so. And the next topic that I'm going to talk about, guys, is about retired Navy Captain Scott Bethman and some of the racial slurs that he has made here over the past week. Um, which prompted him to have to resign from being the treasurer of the U.S. Naval Academy Alumni Association. And we're going to talk about how uh, people in those positions of power um, allow an environment that has systemic racism, systemic uh, racism and discrimination, guys. So we're going to talk about that on the second part of the show. But let's go ahead and dig into the first part of the show with Dabo Sweeney. All right. 2017, um, I guess Dabo Sweeney had an assistant coach that used some racial slurs, primarily the N-word, right, guys? And some of the players have come out and they have spoken about it and said that they didn't like the way that this was handled and how this and, and how this was confronted, you know. And now that the word has gotten out, Dabo Sweeney has uh, come out and say that he doesn't approve of that kind of language. And we don't like that language on our campus and in our, in our, in our practices and on our football team. And we don't like to use that word. And he actually said the word. So, um, not digging that, but that's not the only thing. Dabo Sweeney has also come out and made statements guys. Well, didn't make a statement, but pretty much had a picture that made a statement now, we all know that right now the Black Lives Matter movement is going on and people are saying that, hey, who cares about Black Lives Matters? All lives matter, which is completely stupid. You know, to say that all lives matter, but black lives don't matter is stupid. It's like saying, hey, guys, uh, my house is burning. Well, when the fire truck comes down, you know, like down your street, he's going to put water on every house on the street and then get to yours because all houses matter, right? So a whole nother conversation. But Dabo Sweeney basically had a shirt that said football matters. And this is after a bunch of conversation has been going on about Black Lives Matter um, and also the racial slur incident that has happened on his football team from 2016, 2017, whatever the date was. Now, guys, what do I think about Dabo Sweeney? As a coach, love him. Um, I think he's an amazing coach. Uh, he's a man of faith, and or or he's or so he says. Um, and he he's going to quote all the Bible verses and everything, and he's going to show how much he loves and everything. But guys, let's rewind this back four years ago. Colin Kaepernick took a knee, you know, for um, 
you know, for social injustices, for all the police brutality that was going on at that time. And, you know, Dabo Sweeney made some comments back in in in, uh, in uh, 16 that basically said that to the extent that people can go to a whole other country who are taking a knee. All right. Which is completely like, wow. You know, but that got brushed underneath the rug. And a lot of people don't talk about that. They don't talk about that because Dabo is king of Clemson. He's king of the state of South Carolina. He has made a bunch of money for that school in that state. And to me, that's so very insensitive for a football coach to say that. When you have the majority of your players in that team are African-American, the guys that you are making your money off of, it's not about the X's and O's. It's about the bros and the Joes. The, the teams that are continuously making money, for their schools and always in the top 10 are the teams that have the best talent. And let's be honest, the best talent that is coming out of high school and to the college ranks and that are going to the NFL. Remember, the NFL is comprised of 70% African-Americans. They're African-Americans, guys. African-American high school kids are the ones that are dominating college football because it just is what it is. You know, we can go on for days about why there is such a talent gap between different races, but... It is what it is. 70% of uh, of the football league, as far as pro football, is African-American. College is roughly the same number, and, and it trickles down to high school, right? So Dabo's making that $9 million a year, guys, based upon the backs of these kids, these 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 African-American kids, you know. Uh, and so he is making his money based upon these kids, but he can't stand behind them. Right. Um, I don't get it. I don't understand it. But we shouldn't be surprised by what is going on. I'm from the South, guys. I'm from Shreveport, Louisiana. Dabo is from Alabama. I know what it's like to live in the Southeast. I know I would not be surprised if some of my friends who are not the same color and, and, and come from the same culture as me, if they said the same things that Dabo said. You know, this is not a shock. It's just that we as fans... We see that somebody can play football well or coach football well or play golf well or play basketball well. We have this idea that we know this person. We don't know these people. We know that they're great at what they do at their job, just like you're great at what you do at your job. But that doesn't mean that as a person, that person is a great person to be around and is for you 100% of the time. Hey, Dabo wearing a shirt that says football matters. Listen, it just shows you that he doesn't get it. It's just like the Drew Brees situation. And Dabo's stubborn. He's not going to apologize, folks. He ain't going to apologize. That's just Dabo. He's going to quote a Bible verse for you. He's going to spit out the Bible verse for you. And then he's going to keep going like nothing happened. That's what he does. And I'm not saying that Dabo's a bad guy, but he's not going to apologize for this. That is what he believes. He believes that people should go to another country if they don't want to be here or if they're protesting for the flag. He believes football matters instead of the Black Lives Matter movement. You know, um, yeah, it's absurd, especially when you are leading a bunch of men, a bunch of young men that are still student athletes. And I put that student in quotations you're leading a bunch of student athletes who are African-American who one day, 99% of those kids that play on your team aren't going to go into the league and play football in the NFL. They're going to have to go out in that workforce one day. When they go out in that workforce, they're going to have to learn how to work with people of differing uh, religions, different cultures, different races. And that's one thing sports does. It's really good at doing that. It's really good at unifying a bunch of people 
who have never lived next to each other or been next to each other, but they have one thing in common, and that is the sport. So when he leads these men, he has those thoughts. What do you think these 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 young men who look like him are going to portray when they get out into that workforce? Dabo played football in college. He was around a bunch of black athletes. He still harbors those same he, those those same opinions, those same face. And it is it is sad to see that somebody who is leading a bunch of men, a bunch of African American young men, that he still harbors these same opinions. When you are making your money based upon the facts of these black men, that you are saying, if you're protesting because of police brutality against your race, go to another country. Hey, a peaceful protest too. You guys get what I'm saying there? A peaceful protest. You know, football matters. Black lives matter. No, football matters. Really? It's all about football. It's all about football. You know, people are dying out here with the coronavirus. People are dying out here from 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 cops. Um, you know, basically. Uh, uh, killing unarmed men, black, white, but people are dying, man. And that's all you got to say is football matters. Alabama has five players that got the COVID-19 virus. Auburn has three players. Oklahoma State has another three players. Marshall has two, but we're talking about football matters? Come on, dad, boy. I have so much more faith in you, but I can't be surprised. He's a a southeastern guy. That that probably harbors those 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 same opinions. And he was a poor guy, also. He was poor, you know. So it is is what it is, man. Uh, even some of the poorer people who are of Caucasian descent look down upon the poor blacks in those areas. And I can tell you this from firsthand experience because I am from those areas. Because guess what? They're not African American. You know, I might be poor, but I ain't black. And so when Dabbles makes those statements like that, that's what it sounds like. That's what it sounds like he might have said growing up. That's what that sounds like. Dabble, you got to do better. And I know he's not going to apologize. At least Drew manned up and apologized, but I know Dabble's not going to do it. Where would Dabble be without a Taj Boyd to bring that, that, that program into prominence without a Sammy Watkins? Where would Dabble be without my boy Deshaun Watson? Where would he be without uh, Hopkins? Where would he be without those players, man? Where would he be? He would be another coach looking for a job. But it is what it is, guys. It is what it is. So Dabo's not going to apologize. We know it's not going to happen. But while we're still talking about football and college football, you guys really want to know why a lot of these peaceful protests don't uh, advance themselves like they should. When When a black athlete takes a knee, and it's because prominent white athletes don't do it with them. Hey, guys, could you imagine when Colin Kaepernick took that knee? Could you imagine the kind of message it would have been if a guy like Aaron Rodgers who was speaking out on what Drew Brees is saying? And I love, okay, Aaron, you're speaking out. I love it. However, when Colin took that knee four years ago, if you felt that way about it, how come Aaron didn't take that knee with him? Because this is a peaceful protest. The NFL has come out and basically said that they missed the mark. They missed the mark. They missed the mark on what Colin Kaepernick was saying and doing four years ago. He was ahead of his time, and they missed the mark. They blackballed that man from the league. And they're now coming to admit that they didn't understand what he was doing, and they missed the mark, and that what he was doing was completely right. Because he kneeled on the field during the, during the National Anthem. It's not a disrespect to the flag, guys. 
It's not disrespect to the flag. That's just a narrative that that was written. Nate Boyer, Longhorn, great hook'em. Green Green Beret Marine is the one who told Colin Kaepernick to knee. Don't don't sit down, kneel. That's what we do in the military, baby, when we pay our respects for our fallen soldiers. That's what Nate Boyer told him. Marine, Longhorn, hook'em. He told him that. So he's taking the advice from a military member. So if it's disrespectful to the flag, he got that information from the military guy. So if you have a problem with Colin Kaepernick for taking that knee, have problems with Nate Boyer, but I bet you won't say it to him. I bet you won't say it to him. Now, I love what Aaron Rodgers and them are doing and, and sticking up for Colin and speaking out against Drew Brees, but this wouldn't have gotten this far. This would have been shut down in a successful event if white athletes took the same stance. Could you imagine if Aaron would have kneeled down with, with Colin? Aaron's not going to lose no job. They ain't going to fire Aaron. Aaron ain't going to get fired. If Tom Brady would have did it. You know, Jerry Jones made a statement to anybody that kneels on the Cowboys team will not be in the team anymore. He said that. He said that. That's why I was hoping that Dak and Zeke would have kneeled. I would have wanted him, I would have wanted him to, to hold his promise then. Let's see what happens. So, like I said, guys, Collins, Kaepernick's protest, his peaceful protest, it was amazing because now you're seeing what that protest was about. It's about what's going on now, and the NFL finally acknowledged it. But these protests with our players need to be supported by our white athletes, our white counterparts that have some prestige to them, too. You know, it just can't be Colin Kaepernick and Eric Reed, two good players. One guy who went to a Super Bowl as a quarterback could have went to two if the ball was six more inches. Richard Sermon's a tall guy, though. You guys want to talk about that pass against Crabtree. Um, Eric Reed, who is a, a good player. It can't be just those players. It can't be the Malcolm Jenkins holding the – it just can't be those guys. We need, we need you, Drew. We need you, Aaron. We need you, Tom. We need you to kneel with us. We need you, Gronk. Because if they kneel with it, people aren't going to look at it the same way. They're not going to just say they're just ungrateful players. And guess what? They're... Tom Brady and Aaron Rodgers won't get blackballed from the league like Colin Kaepernick did. They won't. And more people will pay attention to it. It's not just an angry black man is what a lot of people are saying. But on that note, guys, I mean, let's take a, a, a commercial break and we're going to get to this um, systemic racism uh, issue uh, with the retired Navy Captain Scott Bethman, guys. Uh, we'll see you on, on the other end. All right, peeps, and we're back, man. Like I told you, we're going to talk about retired Navy Captain, um, which is an 06. He's an officer. Scott Bethman, he just had to resign from his job as a treasurer for the U.S. Naval Academy Alumni Association. Why did he have to do this, guys? He had to do this because this guy was so ignorant, um, you know, doesn't know how to use social media, obviously. He got caught with a 30-minute recording on Facebook Live that he must have, like, either butt-dialed or something or, or what have you, but they recorded him. He recorded himself for 30 minutes, and it basically has him using the N-word, has them, you know, saying that black lives, you know, he was talking about the Black Lives Matter movement and that um, basically you have to, I forgot his exact words, but, you know, you can't say anything to the black bee, but the black bee, you know what the bee is, the 
B-I-T-C-H word. So he basically is saying she can say anything, but but uh, yeah, man, he said the N-word um, once or twice in there. His wife, Nancy Bethman, even got on there and said uh, a very derogatory comment about Asians. Um, so I'm, I, I don't even feel comfortable saying what they said. You know, I would urge you guys just to YouTube it. Scott Bethman, Nancy Bethman, you know, B-E-T-H-M-A-N-N. Just Google that and it'll show exactly what they said. Um, but I wanted to bring this up, guys, because I am in the military. And I saw an interview with, uh, with Ben Carson this, this past weekend. And he said that he doesn't believe that systemic racism is still a thing and that systemic discrimination is not a thing. And, you know, when I heard it, I laughed because it's obviously not the case. That is, it, there is both in America this day. And that conversation from Scott Bethman, you know, like I don't even want to put the rank in front of his name anymore because when you do dumb things like that, especially on camera, you don't deserve for me to give you the respect to call you uh, your rank. So he's just Scott Bethman to me. Um, when he made those those comments, it validated that systemic racism is definitely in. With me being a military member, you see, especially a black military officer, mentorship is essential. And not only is mentorship essential, it's about knowing the right people to get to certain things. Everybody works hard, guys. A lot of people work hard, you know, but it's about how you get recognized and who plucks you from from this place to make you successful, to help bring you to a successful point in your life. Who picks you from here? Who picks you from there? You know, it's, it's almost like a good old boys club when it gets to the top. And it is what it is. Um, so a guy like Scott Bethman, who made those racially motivated comments, him and his wife. So his wife actually thought that, too. You know, uh, systemic ra- it shows that there is systemic racism and discrimination. When he makes a comment and says the N-word, he speaks of blacks as the N-word, um, speaks very down upon black blacks. His wife speaks down upon Asians. Do you think Scott Bethman is picking up a, a person of color, a minority, black, Asian, Latino as a person who is going to lead in a position of power within his unit? No. If he thinks about those people like that, if he thinks about somebody who looks like me or like my Latino brothers or my Asian brothers, if he talks about somebody that looks like one of us, the way that he did on that tape when he didn't know he was being filmed. What do you think he's thinking when he is trying to pick people to lead within his organization? He's not going to pick one of us. He's going to pick somebody who looks like him. You know, when it comes down to preferential treatment, mentorship, do you think he's pulling that black, Asian or Latino troop to the side to mentor them? Him or her? No. He's going to mentor somebody who looks like him. You know, when he retired and he became the treasurer for the for the U.S. Naval Academy Alumni Association. This is a Naval Academy Alumni Association. It's a huge association. This isn't just like some chapter of a of a board. This is the U.S. Naval Academy Alumni Association. You know how many people, you know how many officers the Naval Academy puts out? 
if there is a vote on a board that needs his vote to perhaps uh, divvy out scholarship money to certain people or 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 get somebody to get a certain job, who do you think he's going to look out for? Do you think do you think he's going to look out for somebody who is of a different color as him or a different culture or a different ethnic background as him? No, he's made it clear that he is not going to do that by those comments. He's letting every he let everybody know. And he didn't know that he let everybody know. Thank God for Facebook and him not knowing how to use it. He let everybody know exactly how he feels about people who don't look like him. Guys, girls, that is systemic racism and discrimination in its purest form. It is a trickle-down effect. It's a trickle-down effect. It is, I'm not giving you what I what you deserve because you don't look like me. That's the and, and, and guess what, guys? It's not just him. There are more people like that in every field of every job. It's just that he was the only dummy to get caught on camera saying it. Okay? There are people who feel like that. You know, you guys got to understand, man. African Americans are 13% of America. Um, white Americans are 65% of America. Uh you know, I forgot what the what the number is for Asians and and for Latinos, but let's just say sixty five plus uh, fifteen is what eighty. So take away the two, so you got seventy eight percent. So you got another twenty two percent of people who are other minority uh, uh, people. So so white America dominates that. So they're going to dominate the, the jobs, the, C, the, the, the CEO jobs, the leadership positions, because they just have more people. But people think just like him in those positions. And when people think just like him in those positions, it's systematic. It's, 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 it's not systematic, guys. Systemic. I'm an engineer, guy. So all right, it's systemic racism because they're not going to hire people who don't look like them. They're not going to put them in a position to be successful like they are because they don't look like them. They're not going to prop them up in a position to get the most prestigious jobs because they don't look like him. As a military member, you see it all the time. You you always wonder why somebody gets picked and they they get picked along their process. You're like, he's not good. But it's because there might be some people, but I'm not saying this is true, but I'm just saying there could be an an opportunity for that to, to be present. And so... As a military member, it's sickening to see what Scott Bethman said because you know it's a trickle-down effect into what he does in his normal day-to-day job. You know, what do his troops think? What do his, what do his, the people who worked underneath him, what do the people who worked above him think? The people who promoted him and put their, their, their neck on the line for this guy so that he can get promoted, you know, from a second lieutenant all the way up to a, to a, to an 06, you know? So, man, from a, from an 01 to an 06, he's gotten promoted. Somebody's put their neck in the line for him. And now, looking back at it, you have to start questioning yourself. Did I see this prior? Did I know this was going on? If I did, how did I let it slip? If I didn't know that this was him, how did I let that slip? How could I not catch on the signs? You know. But then everybody who's come up underneath him, the guys who probably didn't get a fair shake because he was their leader, they now understand why. He's proof to everybody. And if he has children, I feel bad for his kids. I hope they don't harbor those same opinions and those same 
racist rhetoric that 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 he spewed out. Um, but hey, guys, as a military member, I just want to say it was saddening and sickening in the same time to see something like that. So on that note, guys, does does systemic racism and discrimination still exist in America? Yes. Ben Carson, you were wrong. It does exist. It's just hidden now. People aren't being out there in the front lines saying that they are, I'm racist, like they were back in the 60s and the 50s and the 40s. They can't afford to do it now because they're going to lose a lot. But they're doing it behind closed doors. You think those feelings just died out when, when Malcolm and Martin came in? You think those feelings just died out when Obama became president? Hell no. Hell no. So... It's just hidden. Ben Carson, it is hidden. Systemic racism and discrimination is hidden. But technology is coming out and people don't know how to use technology because they're from your generation, Ben Carson. And they don't know how to use the technology as 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 supposed to be used. And stuff like this leaks out and you're seeing how so many people think behind closed doors. So, yes, systemic racism and discrimination still exist here in America and it's not going away anytime soon. But guys, on that note, man, it's time to get out of here, man. Hopefully my mood's going to go good. I got a cleaner coming in the house tomorrow morning to clean my house, man. It's going to be a rough couple of days. But guys, I love you guys. Thanks for tuning in. Like and subscribe, guys. Give me those five-star likes and reviews and comments and subscribe to the podcast. You guys have been listening. I've been getting a bunch of views from you guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you. I love all you guys. And on that note, like I end all my podcasts, guys, do you, D-O-U, D, don't be afraid to fail. O, I'll grow your environment. You understand your brilliance, man. We're all great at something, man. I love you guys. Salute to you guys. I am out. Nino's Corner is out.